Lord. Welcome. Now we are on episode one of Curry Hello, Tacos. Hello. How are you, Eddie? How's it going? I'm good. Um, welcome to this the first episode. Hey, yeah. Clap, clap, clap. Uh, yes, <laughs> premiere episode. The premiere episode. So in the intro, um, we got to learn more about Eddie and his experience, or also the COVID mm-hmm. experience in Taiwan, which I thought was really cool. Um, and uh, Eddie, we've known each other for, you know what I was thinking? This is this is almost the one-year anniversary of our successful yeah, collaboration with the Hood River Show. Or fourth. Yeah, I think it's with the with the, Adam with the actual show. Okay, and me. That's very and Julia cool. Corral. So that was like a yes. really fun show. Um, yeah, and uh, it was. So our successful collaboration with the Hood River Show with Adam Posse was our headliner. Yeah, that was a fun um, show. And we did. Yeah. I think we did three installments. Inside. And then COVID hit, and then we've done we since we did one this fall that you weren't unfortunately a part of because you were back in Taiwan. Um, is that correct? So we had three yes, shows. Yes. Um, and the the great thing about yeah. um, it got huge crowds. I think that last show we had like two hundred people, which is pretty incredible. And the last one at uh, uh, we invited. Uh, uh, Man Rob yep. night, and we invite uh, yep. Beyond, Archie, and then we also invited uh, uh, the Alaska lady. Uh, Bernstein. Uh, the f- Becky. Yeah, yeah Becky, Becky, Becky with the good Becky, jokes. Becky, Becky with the good jokes. Yeah. She was awesome. Becky with the good jokes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she's like a wonderful comic. I can't believe. And I remember, I remember it was the front because it was like I think it was like. I think it was like god when was it it was like march it was like the first friday in march and covid was kind of like it was covid yes. was definitely like a big news story but like you know we hadn't really done it, it was the wills it, it was the friday before tom hanks got it and i remember i remember like yeah i remember that yeah. room was so crowded and i remember there was a woman there on an oxygen tank in the crowd, and I was like, "Ooh, like, oh, sure he should be here." <laughs> um, but anyway, I mean, in a good way though, because like you know, March the show in March, there was no outbreak in that show, so you know, we yeah. were so lucky. Because like you know, without amount of like people gathering, oh, two hundred people in there feels like a two hundred years ago. Yeah, but like you know, so that's yeah, awesome. It was super cool. So, if you listen to this and then you happen to like come to see a show, we just want to say yes. Thank if you were a part of the Hood River show in the audience, thank you so much for supporting it, and we can't wait to uh, to be back. Um, thanks to yeah, Pfizer. Yeah. I just need money, you know, to like like fly right, back. To right, 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 right. <laughs> Maybe you could uh, zoom in. Um, for the show yeah definitely um but that so i was gonna i thought at the top of the show we could talk about like comedy scenes in cities um i think a lot of people don't really know them or understand them um and you know since i've been a part of a comedy scene in portland for the last year and a half ish um it was definitely kind of uh i learned a lot and i think you did too um and i'd like to talk about maybe also taiwan scene because i think the language thing is really interesting there what you've told me 
about. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so Eddie and I know each other from the Portland comedy scene. And in, if you live in a city mm-hmm. with any, you know, feel free to jump in at any point, uh, Eddie. Um, but if you live in a city of any uh, decent size, that city is going to have a, a comedy scene. And what that means is there's lots of open mics that are going on. Um, and then I guess one step up from an open mic is a showcase, correct? I think it would be like a bar show. Bar show? It's, it's like a tiny bar What is show. the difference between a and bar show and a showcase? do like comedy and that, yeah. Yeah, all these, all these you know, whether you're listening from Birmingham or Chicago or, or, um, or anywhere in the U.S., U.S. mainly, mm-hmm. I guess, um, every city has its own scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's comprised of like open mics and showcases and bar shows, and then you have like comedy yeah. clubs, yeah. right? And then the all all those all those open mics and and showcases and bar shows kind of are feeding into the the comedy clubs. Is that that's yeah. kind of the idea, so like, right? Portland has Helium, which is a corporate comedy club, and then mm-hmm. also Harvest, which is kind of like independent local comedy yeah. club. There is also Kickstand, mm-hmm. which is um, a nonprofit comedy club, which is kind of funny because like it feels like it represents right. three different kind of like category, regards of like comedy right. industry. Right. You have corporate. You have independent. A lot of things in comedy are nonprofit. So it's like wow. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a lot. There's not a lot yeah. of profit in general. Um, but one thing I think thought was really interesting once I started getting more into it is that. You know, you you go to these open mics and you kind of see the same people at the open mics and you kind of bought, you know, in Portland, at least, and I'm sure in bigger cities even more so, you, there's more than there's mics going on kind of sprinkled throughout the city and people kind of jump from mic to mic to mic yeah. in a night. Yep. So yep. Um, and you can definitely you can fill your evenings with open mics if yeah. you so desire. I- for sure. Um, like how many, how many, when you were living in Portland, how many nights were filled with open mics for you? Would you speculate? I think for me, I try to spend at least 12 mics a week to actually like, okay. So you had a yeah, weekly 12 goal. To 15 mics a week. I think that's like my, the, like Monday okay. I do two and then tuesday one or zero and then wednesday i do three thursday three four and then friday show saturday show sunday two three mics so with okay. that you get to two things will happen when you do that one you burn all your jokes really fast because like if the if the open right, mic right. is just like a comic mic which mostly that just comedian are there and then then right. if it's new, people will listen to it sometimes. And if it's old, people know about your punchline. They're just not paying attention because they know you are there to remember your things. So, yeah, and also entertain right. a few um, victims <laughs> that just come to the bar. Like, right. we are trying to have like, you know, we're trying to in, be yeah. here to gossip our boss, and then you telling me to I shut know. the fuck up and listen to your bullshit? Right. Yeah, but anyway. Right. Uh, yeah, the comedy scene in Portland is pretty decent, I would say. Like, 
there is a lot of going on every day, mm-hmm. every night. There's a lot of like, uh, like jokes from different perspective because everybody is like, you know, have different thoughts on things. And I feel like comedy is a great、mm-hmm. way to express that. So you have we have like I think I I think、mm-hmm. at that time. Back in the days, <laughs> that time that was like back the yeah, back、uh, pre-COVID.、So、like I think that's like a hundred twenty-ish people in Portland comedy scene to、right. actually doing stand-up comedy, and then I think they about like uh fifty more are like they tried it and they like it, but they are not constantly doing it, but they will come back to. I think it's about fifty、like、people. Fifty more, or I always just thought it. I always thought the Portland comedy scene was probably like a hundred people total of varying levels of、yeah. engagement. Anyway,、uh, and then also like a, you、yeah. know, Pacific Northwest is super politically correct in a way that、right. they train you to say things in a proper way, like the word choice. Is very important in Portland, and so I felt that was awesome. Yes, because you you're not just like go to an open mic and drop an N word and then say it's funny. Like it's impossible to do that、right. in Portland, or some or、right. anything else. I mean that's like a really obvious example because you cannot do it anywhere in United States. Really awesome that to do. I was I feel lucky to stop stand up comedy in Portland.、Mm-hmm. I think you feel the same way, Bo. Yes. Yeah, and I enjoyed it,、um, and look forward to its its、uh, return as well. Definitely,、um, definitely. Hopefully, it's like next year, sometimes next year or sometimes. What is what's the most amount of mics you've done in one night? Because it's always four. Like four, four, okay, a night. Me too.、Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is. I don't want to say this one more time, but I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna do it. It was、Did、a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I think it was like a Sunday night, because like you、okay. started mic on like a Kelly song. Yeah, Kelly would have that early mic. And then you have like Ank Anki Captain Ankney. Yeah. And then you have like George's mic, and you have like a one punch from、okay. Kickstand, and then you have、Aww. like this like Schmidt's Pizza from Amanda. So there's like a one. And then you kind of like after like the third mics of the same night, you kind of feel like oh, that that's what you feel. <laughs> right, right. I did four <laughs> mics one time. I did it four、yeah. mics a couple of times, and then I feel like it, I had this like I started really high, and then the the middle two were the weakest ones, and then the last one was really good. So I ended up yeah, ended on the high note. Maybe it was because I had a couple of drinks by the last one. So, Probably, <laughs> and the other, I think the first one was at、um, Dante's, and、oh, I think I was, it、Tuesday? was just, I thought that that was a good.、Oh, I remember Dante's mic. I would always go there and want to work on just staying on stage and like not giving a shit because just、mm-hmm. you were just being yelled at by like homeless people at Dante's. I felt like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I needed, to, I needed to, to develop that. The 
the worst first. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, and the good thing was it was very low stakes. So, you know, if you yeah. bomb it, Dante's. Yeah. But it was nice. Yeah. They also had free pizza there. Um, I think it's like a, you expected to not doing good. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, if you right. do good at the Dante's mind, you'll be like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just, I just always thought, yeah, just the whole like bouncing around from mic to mic, I thought was really interesting, and it was sometimes it's kind of fun. Sometimes it's fun for the most part. It's fun, and now, now I feel bad sort of criticizing it because I miss it. Um, no, no, and, no. I think like, people will be like, you know, here's what I feel like after everything come back, people will be so grateful for like oh, yeah. two weeks, and after yeah, like a third that. week, everything will just back to like. Drama, yeah. drama, drama. You're right. Oh, right. <laughs> there's gonna, there's definitely gonna be like a honeymoon period, and then it's gonna be back to the drama. And then a lot but, of people are gonna write jokes about like reopening, and I was like, yeah. Like a, but that's how, that's how, that's how pretty the comedy is. Just like you get to see the same thing from different people's perspective all the time, and then and that's right. the beauty of stand-up comedy too. It is. It is. Um, yeah. And then what I think is interesting about you, Edisu, um, so when you moved, before you came, you came to America to go to grad school, correct? Yes. In San Francisco. Yes. And when did stand-up comedy come into your consciousness? Like, not until you were here, right? You had never even heard of it before. Well, I mean, okay, so I, my first stand-up comedy special I watched was from uh, uh, English Gabriel. Mm-hmm. So like he was like a really really funny person. I didn't know like stand up comedy was a career or was a job. Gotcha. I thought this guy just got invited by some kind of like random person and get on stage <laughs> and <then> tell his <laughs> random. And stuff. it was so funny! Oh my god! So funny! Yeah, This guy is hilarious. But I wasn't really paying attention. I wasn't. Even, I wasn't like immediately Google him or like you know, okay. follow him on Instagram or anything. I just now, like, were you okay, in Taiwan or the U.S. at this point? I fall asleep too. In the end, I was yeah. like, because I was like drinking and then smoking weed with my friend, and I was okay. like pass out afterwards. Was this in uh, San Francisco? This was in San Francisco. Okay. And at that time, I was like, nah. This wasn't happening at a time where I was being like, not really interesting in anything regardless okay. of like stand-up comedy work like at all okay. i don't yeah. see that at all and then i think it's like a couple months later and then i watched ali Wong's first stand-up comedy and that's the actually the first time i actually aware what is stand-up comedy is about gotcha and seeing ali her, Wong. Yeah, Ali Wong first comedy okay. special on Netflix, and that's why my first time actually aware of like, wow, so our culture could be so funny, like, because when I grow up in Taiwan, right, and so we have a lot of like Chinese culture and also a lot of like traditional Asian culture, regards of like family issues and like the the men and men and women's values on things and also like the a lot of like a really really stereotype things okay I grew up with that and then 
a lot of the time I just don't like about it, and I don't know why I don't like about it, but I just didn't like about it. And then, um, but watching Ali Wong's stand-up comedy makes me actually appreciate, extra appreciate it to my own culture. Interesting. So out, so that I think that way they they call that representation, like seeing someone Asian do comedy inspired you to get into comedy. I was like, oh my god, I have a lot of like similar related to like her. Interesting. And I'm like saying like like it's like I feel the same way too, Uh but I just I I just never thought that could be. A funny thing to say on stage and even turn it into a career that was never (laughs) much less a career right right yeah i was like how do you how do you like how do you you know what's what's happening with this woman like how did she (laughs) like (laughs) what what, how did she turn my day-to-day life into a job i was like and kind of a what appears to be like a fun job too yeah and then also like you know, like, so he, like, the stereotype about, like, Asian don't have hair, like, body hair, like, mm-hmm. and then she just say, like, yeah, it feels like making love with a dolphin, and oh, then gotcha. that is, like, so true, and it's just, like, yeah, that's true, that's, like, <laughs> we are like that, like, I can, yeah, just, like, you sure. are, like, you're relating to me, you know what me. I mean, yeah, 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 and, and then later on, uh, some people told me, I think it's my friend in, in San Francisco. Some mm. people told me, yeah, that's a that's a that's a performance. That's a that's a thing in United States. You like she practiced that? that before she went on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> how does how does that even work? I was like, so people already heard about this somewhere else, but they still laugh the same thing. Uh-huh. I don't understand that stand-up comedy's logic that like you're telling the same jokes over and over and over the yeah, logic it's weird. and then later on my friend was like you watch how many times you watch like uh iron man how Are many times you listen you to watch not without music? my mother or what tell me about your mother what's the show you like what's Wait, the what? show you like you like that show not my mom? not not about my mom or how I met your mother. How I met your mother. Yeah, how I met your mother. Exactly. Right. So like, how many times? Tell me about your you mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think the name of it. Should be a secret for that. Right, <laughs> right, right. And that sounds so dirty too. It's like a yeah. only fan version. Right. <laughs> only fan. God, I think I read somewhere like OnlyFans is, is like a she billion home? dollar media empire. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I and don't want to so, talk about it. Anyway, uh, wait, what? And anyway, so I just like moved to Portland and just lived my life. And then I went to see uh, Becky Bouncling's uh, show in Slide In, in, in Portland. Where'd you so, see it? Uh, Slide In. There's a bar in oh, called yeah. Slide In. Okay. In like Burnside and twenty first somewhere there. Okay. Um. So, and then James was the host. Uh, James, I think it's Bruce. I forgot his last name. James, a big okay. dude. And then I forgot the opener. I don't remember the feature, but I remember Becky Brosling because she was so funny. Yeah, so f- and she's the one. She's the one who did the. She was the headliner for our third 
the yes, river show. Yes. So funny. Yeah, exactly. And she actually told me like, hey, because I was telling I was telling her like, is this a thing? She was like, yeah, this is a job. Could be a job. <laughs> and, like then, a <laughs> and I was like, and then how do you start this thing? And Becky was like, oh, you should just come to Helium to take a class, or you should. Oh, just, like, cool. She just like she show me a lot of information. She was so nice to me. Oh, and she just told awesome. me a lot of things about it, and she was like, "Oh, oh, you can just go to an open mic and just like blah blah blah." blah. And that was like 2018, June or July, somewhere around there. Okay, this is somewhere for sure. And I was like, "Oh my god, I want to try it." So I Google Helium, and then they do have a class, and it was taught mm-hmm. by Alex Falcon. And I didn't, I didn't take it because it was four hundred dollars. You're like delete. Like, what if yeah. I, I what, what if I suck? I don't want to spend four hundred dollars and then knowing that I suck. Right. Which it's different story. I mean, I didn't take his class, but I know people from that class later, and it's different story about like it's not about if you suck or not. It's about how to study your first five minute set. Right. Anyway, right. prime uh, the pump. I was struggling. Should I take that class or not? And then just time goes by. It's already November. I was like, I don't, I don't know anything about this. And I went to watch the Helium Comedy Club show. Like, I like the classroom night. show, the class show, or no, no, no. I think it's Tuesday open mics. Oh, the and open I mic. Yeah, every, I see a lot of people on like, uh, on there, mm-hmm. and most of them are like really funny. Like, mm-hmm. at the time, I didn't know, like, Helium does this, like, crazy thing about comedians. Anyway, we'll get to that later. So, come back to see this podcast. That's we'll right, reveal that's more right. dirty secret about comedy scene. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, so, November, I watched, uh, I think I watched, like, a comedy show in, I mean, comedy open my on Helium. And I was like, this is fun. I want to do it. And I, 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 but I still don't know how to approach any of comedians. Because after the, after the open mic, and I was like, oh my god, you guys are so funny. But I don't really know how to ask the questions. Like, because it could be so weird, right? Right, like, right, you right. Doc, you, just, you know, like, it, it's impossible. You go to a hospital and you see right. a doctor perform a surgery. You'll be yeah. like, hey, doc, how do you start your first surgery? And right. you'll be like, all right, seven years of the medical school. And right, I just like, hung oh, out in other operating rooms, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, how do you, you know? So I basically just kind of like, ah, don't know how to start it. And then two months later, which is New Year 2019, I was okay. like, you know what? I'm just going to make this my New Year resolution. So I signed out a... Uh, uh, I think it's called. I think Olinda Mark Smith started that. It's kind of funny. Oh, so. gotcha. Yeah. So like he, she had this thing on Meetup Group saying like, "I teach you stand up comedy for free," and I was like, "That's <laughs> ding, a ding, bow tie." Ding. Yeah. ding 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 free class free. Oh yeah. my god! Just like straight out to my Asian right. core value free stuff. Right. <laughs> I went and it was in it was in Harvest Comedy Club. And it was mm-hmm. at a bar, the right. corner office. And then she had like she had like a, like I think it's like a seven to 
10 people showed up at the meetup group. None of them are Asian. So, like, don't take away the free stuff. Just mine now. Anyway, so right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was telling everybody, like, okay, so comedy start with, like, one sentence. And then it's like, write down a noun, write down a verb, and connect with two things unexpected way. That's okay. like her first, you know, quote unquote lesson. Because gotcha. the rest of the time, everybody's just like uh, hanging out. They're not talking comedy at all. They just there to try to. Because that's how the meetup group supposed to be meeting new people. They're not supposed interest, to. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, and then. It's like a book club I where they don't stay, read the book. Yeah, and I stay after the lesson. I stay uh, the Harvest uh, open mic. That's where I met George. That's where I met Drew. Gotcha. That's okay. where I met like everybody else. Like first there, and I was like, oh my god, this is really cool. A lot of people are not funny, but like really cool, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so then. You know, there's like you can still see like people. They just started. They're pretty shy. They're still looking yeah. down the floor. They are not making eye contacts. You know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of like people doing that. And then, and I was like, oh my god, I want to try this. So I came yeah. back to the like the meetup group for the second time, and then just keep meeting Linda. And Linda was telling me how to write jokes, and I was mm-hmm. basically following her steps by steps. Mm-hmm. And then she was telling me this is not funny. This is funny. I was basically like really, really being a good student, which you know, mm-hmm. super you're Asian, student. so yeah, I'm Asian, so like yeah. And then I went on stage the third week, the third Tuesday. Wait, okay. Wednesday, the third Tuesday, the third Wednesday of January. I was like okay. New Year resolution check. So <laughs> I just, got it. <laughs> I got it on, and I did my seven-minute set. You did seven minutes your first yeah, time Yeah, it was so crazy, yeah. Because I was bonkers. feeling like I enjoyed doing longer set at that moment. Because okay. I get to build my character on stage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In order to make things funny, people have to know me first. Right, That's right. what I learned within the three weeks. And then February, I didn't do much. Because I was like, oh, come on, everybody know my jokes already. Gotcha. What am I doing? Am I telling the same thing already? It's like, a, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy to me because uh, I thought like joke telling is supposed to make, you know, sorry. I thought like joke telling is like you went on stage and then you casually talking about your life. Right, right, and right. then it's and then there's a funny thing about your casually telling, you know. Right. That was what I my when I like when I started, and then so I was like, how do you casually, twice with the same right. thing? You know right, what I mean? Right, like, right, you, right. It's just like impossible to be casually about the same thing. Yeah, like, just twice. dropping that in. Yeah. Um, okay. And then later so on, the- I was like. Oh, you basically just say the same thing with the same deliver, and it's yeah. just become a performance. It's like it's like a it's, it's like a dance. So you yeah. dance the first time, you dance the second time. Even though people already know your next move, you still dance. Yeah, and it's kind of like that, and so. It's just-
started in March. I started to do Captain Hankey. I started to do. Uh, I started to do Lacey. I started to yeah. And I met you at Rock Row. Taiwan, they when they have at work, they're speaking Mandarin, but then amongst themselves casually, they speak Taipei or Taiwanese. Yeah, well, they speak Taipei. That right? That's awfully so funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I speak Taipei. Yeah. You don't. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Taiwanese speak Taiwanese and Chinese myth. Yeah. Uh, there's a huge history behind that, but I'm not going to that right now. Uh, right. Get into that. I speak Chinese Mandarin. Uh, it's it's an official language. And it's a mother tongue. Okay. A mother tongue too. Uh, Taiwanese is a dialogue that uh people speak as well. Uh, dialect that people speak. But it's not like a, a language language. I mean, you could say it is a language, but it's no written down. So I'm not really sure. Cause like like you can't read a book in Taiwanese. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, whoa! Plot twist. <laughs> so Taiwanese is <laughs> like Taiwanese. Like the opposite of Latin. Wait, isn't Latin written down? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I you think. cannot, you yes. cannot verbally teach Latin, right? This is not. It's unspeakable. Yeah, you can take a Latin class. Is it? Oh, I thought Latin is yeah. like unspeakable yeah. language. I thought it's a language. Oh no, it's a dead language. But it's like no culture. There's no one speaking it in everyday life now. But it's like studied. Oh, oh, okay. Like you can take Latin, you can major in Latin in college. Oh, okay, okay. For whatever reason, okay, here's the thing. <laughs> I thought Latin is like unspeakable language where you can only. It's an unspeakable language. <laughs> it was so you wretched. can only like read it, but you cannot, you don't know how to say it. I don't even know how that works. Uh, no, <laughs> but anyway, uh, no, you can take like. Reason, I, I thought... think you can take like, you can take like AP Latin in high school. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, like no, it's a very it's a the known quantity, but no one's so Taiwanese. You can't, you can't go to like um. Anyway, so ju- okay, just 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 uh, follow with this. just follow me on this. Okay. So I yeah, thought Latin okay. is like unspeakable language. You can only read and okay. you can only read and write. You are not. Oh, so you to. thought Taiwanese was the opposite and of Latin. Taiwan is the opposite, where you don't read and write. You gotcha. Only speak and listen. Gotcha. So like gotcha. I grew up listening my parents talking about Taiwanese, speaking in Taiwanese. Okay. And also a lot of like people in southern Taiwan they speak Taiwanese only. And they are like they just it's kind of really cool because there is a lot of people they speak Taiwanese in Taiwan. But none of them write Taiwanese. <laughs> so, like, it, in in has there ever been a point where people were writing Taiwanese? So it's it's never so it's basically written. what's happening is that people write down in Chinese Mandarin, but they they pronounce okay. it in Taiwanese. Uh, they read it back in Taiwanese. That's bonkers. So like they doing like this literary translate right away. 
crazy. It's pretty incredible now I think about it. Because I did that sometimes too. I can just read Chinese, but say it mm-hmm. in Taiwanese, speak it in Taiwanese. That is so crazy. So, so let me just make sure I'm understanding this correctly. You're saying that there is no written Taiwanese. No, there's no Google like Translate. That, there's no of Taiwanese. No, no. So if I wanted to read a Taiwanese book, I'd be out of luck. Well, I think in the past five years, there was mm-hmm. some like a Taiwanese language uh, culture organization. They are trying to publish something. So I think if you really, really look into that, you can still find a few books. But it's not, it's not okay. going to be like there's a book, Fifty Shades of Great about, and then translate into Taiwanese. Uh, well, if they don't have a translate, then I'm not interested. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not interested. Specifically, um, Fifty okay. Shades of Grey, you know, there's no book 50, about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if they haven't translated Fifty Shades of Grey to Taiwanese, then forget about it. They're not really known as a Everybody, thanks for tuning in to listen to this podcast. Something like that. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, right. um, that is going to wrap up our our premiere episode of the Curry Tacos podcast. And we really thank we uh, really thank you guys for for welcoming us into your ear holes. Hey. And, uh, <laughs> like. <laughs> Dig your it's, ear, your shit. Yes, yes. I hope, hope you hope folding laundry and dusting and driving around was 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 helpful while while you listen to us. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, you got, hopefully you guys will tune in uh, for episode two. Thank you so much, guys. Take care. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Bye bye. Bye all. All right. Stop recording.